My name is Hannah Kay. My name is Emerson. And welcome to Husker Hustle, where we uncover entrepreneurial stories in Nebraska. Today we welcome Will Anderson and Macy Wilson, two software engineering students at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln within the Rakes program. They also serve as founder and leaders of Infer, a software designed to aid in data and file organization. Essentially, Infer is a workflow tool meant to help rename, organize, tag, and provide search capabilities for large image libraries. So this tends to be stuff living directly within your file system. Can you explain to me the opportunities you're having on campus right now to start working on, um, on your idea, on your enterprise? Yeah, for sure. Um, there are a couple different areas where it's really coming through. Um, the primary one for us is we operate through the Race School Design Studio program. Um, they call this particular branch Startup Studio. So essentially you come in, you pitch your startup in March the year prior, and then if you get approved, you start working with staff faculty the year before, you get your project set up, and then you get a team built out and you work on that for the entire next year. So what inspired the idea to start Infer? Infer is actually a spinoff of a company that came before it called Beacon Drones. That's where we got our start. Um, Beacon, unfortunately, did not survive, but it ended up working out for the best because we got to start Infer. Um, so kind of using what we knew from the bridge space, we carried that on into Infer. Wonderful. What do you think opportunities like having design studio and pitch competitions mean for students on this campus? Yeah, I think it allows students to get uh, a lot more real world experience, um, be able to kind of put themselves out there uh, without risk of as much consequence if they were doing it after college. Um, you know, as students, we kind of have a little bit of a fallback where we can still go find a job if we've got a couple years left of school, um, kind of just dip our toes in and be able to uh, go through the motions of, of developing a business, pitching it to people, uh, trying to find funding even, uh, with a little bit of uh, a pillow to fall back onto if it doesn't work out. Yeah. What skills that your team possesses or that you possess personally do you think makes you successful entrepreneurs um, in this space? Yeah. Um, I have probably done close to somewhere between 50 and 100 pitches at this point, which I, a lot of those were not necessarily in a competition setting, but we've, we've done some conferences and stuff like that. If, if we count day-to-day -day conversations, probably higher than that. <laughs> um, so we've gotten pretty well practiced in that, and that has allowed us to secure some funding for ourselves, which has been really important in our growth. Um, we, we have a really strong team of developers, which is really great. We all come from a pretty diverse background as far as development skills go. Um, so there's a lot of new ideas being brought to the table. So I'm curious to know with all of these conferences and everything, it sounds like you both put so much work into this. How do you kind of manage that balance between also being a college student and your entrepreneurship journey? And Will, you're in a band too, yeah. so you're not you're not light on activities. Like, how do you make all of this happen? Yeah, it's it's definitely tough. Um, the design studio program kind of requires us to have 15 set hours of team time a week, um, and we stick pretty hard to that. Um, we're not all of our team members can make it all the time, but one of us is is kind of always there uh, getting stuff done. Um, I know that I put in a little bit of work on the outside. I know Macy puts in even more outside those 15 hours. So it's definitely a grind. You just got to find the time where you can. Um, but 
if it's something worth pursuing, like infer, I, I think it's easier to find that time. Why um, entrepreneurship? Like what made you get this bug to kind of constantly be on that grind? <laughs> yeah, um, I came from a family of entrepreneurs, for better or for worse. <laughs> um, I was actually pretty afraid of entrepreneurship when I entered college. I was like, absolutely not. I've seen this go south way too many times. No way. Um, but I don't know if I like reached a certain age and like a prophecy came true or what the deal was, mm -hmm. but I, I decided that I, I wanted some freedom. I had worked a couple corporate internships by that point, And I was like, you know, I want to try this entrepreneurship thing. And I came home and told my parents that my dad gave me a handshake and said, welcome to the family. So. <laughs> That's amazing. Have you noticed growth within yourself, um, in any way from freshman year to you know, you're both seniors now um, on the precipice of, I guess, the real world. Um, what changes have you noticed within yourself? I think for me, it's uh, being okay with failure and just like uh, learning or learning how to learn from it um, and being able to like pull the, pull the most important things from anything that I failed at and be able to apply them to the next thing, even if they didn't like succeed in that last thing that I tried. Um, identifying what things were working and pull them to the, ne to the next thing, uh, and then scrapping the things that didn't work. What do you think right now in your process are some of the biggest um, challenges um, and also maybe some of the biggest positives that you've been experiencing? Um, I think the challenges sometimes is butting head with academia. Um, a lot of times, you know, academia wants you to have things sorted out. They want you to have an answer. A lot of times we're in limbo. We're trying to find an answer and trying to show like, hey, we're working on this. We will come up with an answer. We just don't have it yet. Um, and I think that those ideologies can conflict sometimes. Um, but as far as like the advantages, um, there's a lot to learn from a lot of different groups. You know, people are putting a lot more study into this. So it's interesting, you know, as we're experiencing it, we can still hear the more academic side where people have looked at the processes and things like that as well as the general safety that we have. You know, there's no better time than the present to try to go after something like this. You know, we have a place to live, our food's paid for, it's a pretty good life. Jake Kapersky, who uh, is one of the design studio faculty, um, has some experience in, in a startup. He graduated from the Rake School, uh, I wanna say 2019. Uh, so the year before the, the year before we came, went out to California to work at a startup um, and then came back to uh, kind of be one of the managers of the design studio program. Um, and he's just got a lot of great insights. We meet with him weekly, if not more. Um, he's understanding of, of where we're at more than other like academic um, involvements with Infer. Uh, he has been able to kind of help us narrow in our, our scope of the market that we're working with and um, kind of help us filter through a lot of the uh, advice that we get from so many different people. Um, Cause we get so much advice that it's hard to pick what advice to follow. We get a lot of support from the local startup community. You know, we've both worked startup jobs um, outside of Infer, gotten to learn a lot from them, seeing their example. Um, we also get quite a bit of help from alumni and just general local business people. So that's been really good as well. What's some of the best pieces of advice that um, those mentors have gave to you? 
why don't you have a product yet? <laughs> That's a surprisingly, they ask a lot of humbling questions. You know, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? And it's like, they seem like simple questions. And yet it's like, oh, shoot, I'm getting called out right now. I think they also give a lot of really good lessons on failure. A lot of them have been through it personally. And, you know, just to hear somebody else that, you know, clearly they're still alive and walking. So it couldn't have been that bad, you know. <laughs> Um, I, I think that's been good as well. How do you cope with that failure or that feeling of failure? What's your your personal process? <laughs> I'm super analytical, so I like to go back and kind of look at look at the steps that we took and like why we ended up in the position that we were in and why that didn't work out. And kind of like I said earlier, be able to pull the things that were working and keep doing them, and then scrap the things that weren't um but yeah it's it's difficult to pull back and say yeah we're not going to be doing that anymore it's it makes for difficult conversations with team members with uh with faculty when if, if somebody was fully bought in on something that we're doing and we decide to 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 scrap it it's definitely like difficult in so many different ways yeah, I mean, after Beacon failed, I oddly felt kind of a sense of relief. I think that was probably a long time coming and we all knew it. Um, just realizing that, you know, because I'm not focused on that opportunity, I'm not being consumed by that anymore, I'm free to go explore other things. So I think trying to spin it as, okay, this didn't go how you wanted, but now you are free to go after you know so many other things. <laughs> you don't have to feel guilty about taking your time away from your child, you know, the, the pet project. So that was good. You have wonderful perspectives on, uh, on these things. What advice, if any, um, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs are listening, um, whether they be freshmen entering uh, college or, you know, peers, what advice would you give to them? Talk to the people that you're trying to sell your product to. Whatever whatever your product is, whoever is going to be use it, using it eventually, go talk to those people. Have them tell you about their day. Um, and don't inquire too much into, uh, into whatever problem that you think you're trying to solve. Um, because they'll get there eventually and they'll tell you what their biggest problems are. Um, so don't go probing for that. It kind of sets them up to talk about it, even if there's something bigger that they may have gotten to without you probing for that. So don't go in with a hypothesis. Yeah. Because yeah. you might find something that's not actually there. So yeah. Yeah. Or if when you go into a conversation with, with a customer and you're like, hey, I'm building this thing to solve your problem, save you time in this area. A lot of people are just going to be nice and be like, oh, yeah, I that sounds cool. I would use that where if you let them get to the point where they're like, I'm having a lot of trouble doing this. It's taking a lot of my time. I wish there was a better solution. That's where you've actually kind of found your end where you can go build something to, to fix that problem say don't ignore your gut. I I don't know if anybody's ever taken a test and like you think one of the answers is right in your gut and then you select a different one and then you go back and find out that was the correct one the whole time. 
I have felt that way a couple times now. And the first time I ignored my gut for like six months <laughs> past <laughs> when I recognized the feeling, which was really bad. So, you know, generally, if you're starting to get those bad gut feelings, act on it immediately. I mean, I think at the beginning of the year, I was having a, a bad feeling about um, one of our plans. And sure enough, we <laughs> fortunately, we let that one go. And I think we're on a much more achievable path now. But it's learning to recognize when something feels off and accepting that even though that answer doesn't feel right in your head, chances are there's a reason you don't feel good about it. Yeah. So Design Studio goes through the rest of this year. What does the rest of this year look like for, for your team? That's a great question. I think we're still trying to figure that out as well. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're pushing really hard to get uh, our MVP, our minimum viable product, um, out the door and into our prospective customers' hands uh, by the end of winter break. Um, so we can kind of hit the ground running with trials and testing and um, see if our product is doing what we anticipate that it will for, for these people. Um, outside of that, yeah, I mean, next here. semester is kind of a black hole right now. It's <laughs> like, we just got to get through the next three weeks. <laughs> um, so with Infer and with your entrepreneurship experience as a whole, what are you most excited about for the future? I'm excited to talk to people about using what we've built. Um, I think that we've we've spent a lot of this semester um, heads down, building something that we know can help people. And we haven't seen the kind of rewards of that yet, of being able to like talk to them about it. Um, so getting it in their hands and being able to like, hopefully confirm what we're, what we're, uh, hypothesizing will happen, um, with their kind of time savings from day to day. Yeah, I'll absolutely echo that. I mean, our, our entire positions as software engineers is to build something that people use. And I think so much of the time, you know, we, we get caught up and we make these half-built tools and they never really get on somebody's desk. So I'm really excited to see something actually going and helping the user and hopefully <laughs> watching delight on their face, you know, the first time that they open that. I've seen a number of just amazing softwares. And I think like, wow, I appreciate the people that have made this. They are really solving a problem for me. My dream is to be able to make something like that and bring that same delight to somebody else. I think it's just a matter of willingness to take a risk. I I think anyone is, can do it. It's whether you're in a place in your life where your tolerance is like, you know what? I can afford to take on this risk. I'm really excited about something and I wanna go after it. So the willingness to take on risk and then actually taking that first step to do it because there's a lot of distance <laughs> between knowing you could taking, take on some risk and actually going after it. As always, this has been Husker Hustle.